So we've got a fulcrum moment in our history, and that's the Kavanaugh hearings, right? Now, thankfully, he got confirmed, and he's already serving on the Supreme Court. Everything is good in that department. But remember, this is a fulcrum moment, my friends. We, we talked about Kavanaugh at length, uh, but, and you can see it from many different perspectives. The way that the Democrats uh, you know, operate, the things that they will do, how everything goes to the 11th level, and that's true. <clears throat> All those things are true. Um, but it's a fulcrum moment. It will keep on echoing throughout history. We'll always use Kavanaugh as an example in much the same way, and maybe more so than what happened with Clarence Thomas and, and with the high-tech lynching uh, comment that he made. And he was right. But it's also a reflection, in a, in a different way, of the polarizing of, uh, within American politics. Right? You hear this constantly that uh, everyone's so liberal, everyone's so conservative, and that we're more polarized than ever. And then you have arguments that other people make all the time, which is that, you know, well, we've been polarized in the past before, and you ought to see the fights that, there, that existed on the Senate floor. And, uh, but I, I think it's really quite different. Um, in the old days, they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have uh, cable news. They didn't have these orchestrated marches uh, for, for example, by George Soros and otherwise. Uh, it, it is polarized, and, and it's more polarized in the sense that it actually infects the, the population itself. The polarization that you would see in the old days was within the Senate, within the Congress, with, you know, with, within the body politic, but not necessarily among people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have fistfights and uh, riots and such. Today, we're seeing an incredible amount of polarization. Uh, and it's, it's very violent at times. Look at Antifa, for example, uh, and uh, all the thuggery that goes on when it came to the Women's March and the, the language. Oh, boy, the language. I, I've never seen anything like it before. So, and, and the question is, why is it more polarized, right? Uh, I put it to you, and, and we will kind of come to a conclusion about this, but first I want to describe what is going on. And Ari, uh, you know, offline, you, you brought up about how uh, Nancy Pelosi, for example, was talking about how uh, she decried the uh, the immigration issue and how Feinstein Feinstein, Feinstein was years right years ago yeah Feinstein was saying how terrible it was that illegal immigration was uh, sucking the resources out of our system and that's a bad thing and, and frankly she's right she was right at the time yeah, and now back in 1994 right so a and long now, time ago yeah now all of a sudden she couldn't uh, she can't have more. Uh, illegal immigrants, and, and that's a great thing, and such and so forth. And then you also brought up about the point about how the Clintons were uh, the, the the couple of law and order somehow, and now, of course, they, they, they're encouraging violence throughout the land. Uh, recently, Hillary Clinton particularly channeled her inner Maxine Waters and uh, encouraged people to be as uh, violent as possible and to uh, show resistance in every way possible until they got their way. Well, just for accuracy, she said incivility is appropriate when you're dealing with Republicans who only res who only respect strength, and that only after we win the House or the Senate, meaning her party, will civility be have a chance of being restored. Ah, which right. is the same thing, but. So, in other words, we we must destroy civility to save it. Right. I see. Yes. All right. There's logic there. Um, anyway, you, you get the point. The, the, the things that are happening now, uh, where everything goes to 11, and I, that's a reference, of course, to this is Spinal Tap, where uh, the, the, the slightest issues are the most extreme issues. Everything, I mean, the equivalent to, let's say, you have a, a spat with your husband or your wife, and, you know, everyone has disagreements in their, in their relationship, right? You, you may disagree, for example as to, you know, putting away the dishes, okay? That's a relatively small thing. And then there's a, a, another issue of whether or not you raise your, your children, uh, you know, Jewishly or as Christians, which is a much bigger issue, right? Um, and, but if you treat them the, the same way, then, you know, you don't put them in perspective, then you're going to have a very maddening life, aren't you? <laughs> okay? <laughs> Everything goes to 11. You know, it's, uh, you know, this reminds me of the time that you, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't put the, tooth, tooth, the cap on the toothpaste and go, you go crazy about that. This is not healthy. So, but the polarization that we're seeing, this is leading to the exact same thing from a, from a uh, uh, conversation, a national conversation point of view. 
everything goes to 11, right? The transgender rights, that the right of a man to go into a locker room, the, the minimum wage has to be exactly 15. And if you don't believe that it needs to go there, then you're a monster, you're a greedy bastard. Um, if you don't agree that cops are, are, are uh, killing blacks right and left, then you're a racist. Um, anything, anything goes, right? And if you, if you believe that uh, we should have some sort of restrictions on border control, well, then, again, you're a racist. Um, if, you, if you don't believe Christine Ford, then you're a misogynist, and they go crazy about that. I mean, if you they, believe in the Second Amendment, you want children to die. Yes, exactly. So uh, anti-global warming, of course, that goes without saying. You're, if, you, if, if you just have questions about it, if you wonder whether there might be holes in the argument, well, then you're, you're a Holocaust denier. So that, that, that's why we said everything is global warming, in a sense, that, that the reaction to every issue, unless you believe the way they do, you're a crazy person, you see. So this is the ultimate kind of polarization that's going on. And, and it's a tactic. It is a tactic. It's, it's tantrum politics, right, where I'm going to scream and holler until you agree with what I say. You give me my lollipop. Thank you very much. And this is exactly what, you, what Hillary Clinton, as you just mentioned, is really espousing. She's saying we need to be uh, in, uh, uncivil, incivil, to, incivil yes. if that's an adjective, to the Republicans until we get our way. And I, I, you know, I'm not surprised that she would say that because that's exactly what's happening. She, she truly is doing that. Maxine Waters said it more graphically before her. And now you know, Hillary Clinton is seeing it again. You know, the Kavanaugh hearings, going back to Kavanaugh, um, when he had already been confirmed successfully by the Senate, and then uh, got, I think while he was being sworn in, um, they were clawing at the, they meaning the, these liberal protesters were clawing at the Supreme Court doors. Uh, I don't know what they were hoping to, to achieve at that point by clawing at the doors, but they sharpen their nails. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But you, you, to me, you have this image of zombies, right? You know, yeah. going in there and with like drooling mouths and you know wide, wide eyes and everything else, looking for what? I, 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 you, you don't quite know when they actually get there. It's like the dog chasing the car. What, what happens when you actually get there? Are they going to eat Kavanaugh the, 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 when they find him? Yeah. I mean, perhaps so. I, I just don't know what they would do had, they, had the doors actually been opened uh, for them. You know, would, would there be hostages taken? I don't know. It's, it's very weird what, they, what the mob would have done. But having said that, um, everything goes to 11. And I, I, you know, to say that I'm concerned is an un understatement. But look... Look at what they are doing in the meantime, the tactics that they're employing. And it's important. When we talk about Antifa, for example, this is the group that is a, it's a short, shortcut name for anti-fascists, right? Antifa. And it's clearly an operation of the Democratic Party. Uh, George Soros is funding it, uh, as well as other uh, left-leaning uh, individuals, very wealthy individuals. Um, and when, when Democrats say this has nothing to do with the Democratic Party, we, we, uh, we, don't, we don't think that that's right either. Um, okay, well, first of all, take note, my fellow Democrats, that not one of these Antifa guys are Republicans. You would think that if there's no political affiliation between Antifa on the one hand and the Democratic Party, well, then you would expect at least a couple of Republicans there. Right? Yeah, you'd expect a couple Gadsden flags, a couple pocket constitutions, maybe some tri-corner hats, maybe a tea party. Yeah. Like, where is it? Yeah. yeah so, where's, where's diversity is our strength in the right. thought processes of Antifa? You would even think that there might be a libertarian there, you know, a Rand Paul type. Yeah. But th there's nothing like that. So clearly there is an affiliation, and you need to, to be concerned about that. Okay, so th that's one thing. The second thing, and Ari, you brought this up, and I, I like it very much. It's they don't go after these guys. They do not demand that arrests be Democrats, made. Democrats, you mean against? Yes, them. I'm sorry. Democrats, uh, Democratic politicians, you know, higher ups, never demand that there be some sort of accounting for what the Antifa monsters do. They they don't say let's do investigations, let's uh, let's stop this madness. Let's break up the group. Let's yeah. do a RICO charge on them. Let's infiltrate them. You, you know uh, the way. Um, the DEA would act in the uh, good old days of the drug war, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'd send them some informants, bust some leaders, get them to rat on their higher-ups, break up the group. Right. Or even Al-Qaeda. 
you know, send them to Guantanamo? Where are the calls? We, we see no effort on the part of the uh, Democratic Party, at least, to actually break these guys up. And these, these are, it's a growing movement. Um, it's not quite yet akin to ISIS, but it'll get there. When no, they it's feel a terrorist group, it That's is a terrorist group, and they, and they will get more vicious over over time because what, the reason why I say that with a great degree of, of comfort in my knowing that this is going to happen, a great degree of, of confidence I should say, is that they will not get their way, um, and when when more Kavanaugh type situations happen, which is of course not getting their way, they will escalate their tactics to the point where it, 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 it is designed to terrorize. And they believe so strongly in their side that it will be, you know, by any means necessary. So if, if by any means necessary means, hey, let's behead people in order to terrify them, that, that, that if we catch you voting for a conservative, uh, you know, here's a random person that we caught voting for a, a conservative or somebody who wrote a blog, let's say. Somebody has an American flag outside of their house. Two guys who do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And now we chopped off one of their heads. Well, you know, take note of my, you know, my fellow American citizens who happen to be conservative. Uh, you might want to shut the frig up, okay? Uh, or, or come to our side, one way or the other. Yeah, doesn't it sound... I mean, I might be stretching here. A lot like a group called um, Hamas. Yes, it does. It does. Uh, doesn't that? Yeah. Right. And, and Hezbollah you know, they, they and ISIS. A, 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 a Muslim Arab in the um, Gaza Strip collaborating with the Jewish authorities of Israel right. to break up some terrorist group. They'll string him up in the street, drag him to death behind a motorcycle, then tie up his body for all to see on a lamppost. Right. And then everyone goes, see what happened to uh, Hafaz over there? He collaborated. Don't let that happen to you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a... Look, and, and they, they are learning it. I mean, we... We said uh, that the Democratic Party is our, our own, our own ISIS, our own terrorist party, right? Yeah. It's um, and it's our own Hamas. Our own Hamas. Yeah. That's what it was, and it and it really is true. It's becoming more and more like that. So now, if you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, oh my gosh, Ari and, and Barack, they've really gone off, off the rails here. No, no, we haven't. I mean, we have evidence of this. You you think that clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court is not? Horrific? You think that that's okay as a form of protest? You think that that um, that burning down buildings is not horrific, and that breaking glasses and shouting shouting down conservative speakers that that's not antithetical to everything associated with the American way? Or randomly attacking some driver in a car who you have no idea how he votes? Right. Right. Just because you want to show how terrifying you are, right? Or you might have converted a Democrat voter to a Republican voter right there. Right. Exactly. And, but yeah, they, they never realize that they're, they actually backfire. Or how about doxing people? This is the the, the practice of revealing um, digitally information about somebody's address or telephone number or other private information in order to allow protesters to protest in front of their house or maybe you know put feces in, uh, on their windows or whatever. It's it's, uh, it's pretty bad stuff. And then, of course, uh, boycotting businesses uh, who happen to vote ways that you don't like, such as Proposition 8 and what they did, what they try to do with In-N-Out Burger and with uh, what's uh, a El home. Coyote Cafe and uh, Brandon Eich of Mozilla. Yeah. To, all these and, and enforcing these, these horrific things upon people because they didn't vote the way that they should have voted. Right. This is. You, you would agree with me. This is antithetical to the American way, if you believe in the American way. Yeah, an important point here. It might seem off subject, but it's the same thing. The Attorney General of California recently won a court decision in which the court sided with their argument to make public information on who donates to different causes and campaigns, yeah. private donor information which the IRS had for tax purposes. That way, if you are a conservative donor, you now have to eat the money and not enjoy your tax deduction benefit, or else the Attorney General of California will publish your information so that Antifa can come after you. Yeah, it's Now, what party is the Attorney General of California? Democrat. Is this really for public accountability? No. This is so he can unleash his mob against people right. so that they have to choose not to donate. You know, it, it is connected to, to what we're saying. And what they're doing is trying to make it as 
easy as possible to reveal your voting patterns, your uh, charity patterns for that matter, to ensure that the Democrats can do with you as they will. It's, it's, a, it's allowing the doors of intimidation to open. And that's what we're seeing. So we're describing a, a scenario where everything goes. We've, we've known that for many times. So for Democrats to now you know, take exception with what you and I are saying, Ari, that somehow we're, we've gone off the rails by, by proclaiming that the Democratic Party has become a has, has engaged in the form of terrorist tactics, we're, we're not that far off. You, you think it's not terrifying when somebody uh, decides that they're going to boycott your business and to uh, to chant in front of your business to 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 ruin your life lives if you do not it you know because because of the way you voted you think that's not terror of course it is yeah there's a cafe israeli owned in boyle heights and they did an anti gentrification that's what they call this protest now remember boyle heights is a slum but it's an up and coming neighborhood where a lot of people are trying to move in turn it into an artsy fartsy district a la melrose avenue or abbot kinney or you know some coolish place right so some, this guy, an Israeli, opens a uh, barista coffee place, right? He uh, likes Trump. He's an Israeli. The Antifa mob shows up at his business the day of their grand opening, throws excrement all over the windows, shuts down his business, takes a- pictures of his employees, runs them through Facebook um, uh uh, facial recognition software, post their information online so that the employees have to quit under threat of, of violent action. Right. Aren't these the people who are constantly talking about jobs and opportunity in the inner city? I, of course. I, uh, it's, oh, my God. It's all a, it's all a big game. They, they couldn't care less about jobs in the inner city. They care about their, their mission, and they will destroy people individual, individually. And what they really want to do is send a message to anybody who acts like this uh, Israeli oh, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another example is, of course, shouting down and scaring people away from restaurants. Now, so far, this is, appears to have occurred only to uh, well-recognized politicians or people in the political uh, limelight. But nevertheless, it's going to happen to anybody that uh, is espouses a, a, a significant conservative viewpoint. Yeah, and I have a quick question. Well, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. Oh, go ahead. A significant conservative st- standpoint. So, you and I, um, you know, to the extent that we're—I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more recognized on the street because of my radio show, I suppose. But nevertheless, uh, people are beginning to recognize me, and you know, the day will come where you know people will. Uh, boycott my law firm, or they'll stand in front of my law firm for whatever reason because of the the very uh, the, the so-called strident uh, positions that you and I take on this podcast and it on and on my Sunday show. And I, I, you know, I expect that day to happen eventually. Well, we hope so. It means you're a success. Well, you know, it's a big mocker. No, no. There, there are a lot of conservative conservative commentators, and thankfully, we still live in a in a time where we can read conservative articles and and people don't feel. Uh, that every time they they spit out a conservative uh, column, that they're going to be um, you know, harassed in, in their homes. So far, but it's going to get there. It's going to get a push uh, more and more because what's going to happen is as liberals realize that they are not getting their way, and conservatives continue to succeed in the Senate, in the House, and of course the White House as well. Uh, they're going to get more and more belligerent. They're going to not just go to the to 11, but they'll go to 12 and 13. Again, with reference to the Spinal Tap movie, that's that's what's going to happen, and I I, I fear that day. Um, but you 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 brought up a good uh, image a long time ago about the final thrashes of the Terminator robot uh, in Terminator 2, where he gets uh, yeah, thrown into the molten, the molten uh, okay. not lava but the molten you know, stuff, and he's He's, you know, dying and about to die. He kind of thrashes around naturally because that's what you would expect to be, to happen in such a situation. But, you know, they go crazy at the, the last uh, moments of uh, thrashing. And, I, you know, look, I'm not predicting the demise of the Democratic Party, but I am predicting that the Democratic Party really is becoming a, a party of great violence, a party of fascistic impulses, and... So many other people, either they don't know about it, they're not picking up the news. Certainly MSNBC is not reporting it. CNN is not reporting it. New York Times and so forth are not reporting it. 
So either they're very ignorant about it, or if they do know, know about it, they are jiggy with it because, after all, you know, you've got to fight fascism. In their mind, uh, the, the sea Anything levels goes. are rising. Uh, yeah, we, rising. And, yeah. And, and, and democracy is all good and well, right. but we're talking about the, the the very rescue of civilization itself. Yeah, we, and, we've got to do something. And when has violence ever led to success electorally? And the other thing is a perfect explanation of what we saw with Kavanaugh last week is finally it's going to be a five-four conservative court. Finally, probably six-three-seven-two in the next six years as well. God willing. God willing. Wow. Yeah. That means for the foreseeable 50, 60, 70 years out, because life, you know, lifespans are constantly increasing here, it's going to be a conservative court, and it's the end of leftism in the courts. Yeah. Leftism never has won at the ballot box. Never. Prop 8 uh, at abortion. Abortion's never been on the ballot. Whenever it is, the, the people always pass restrictions on it. They're then overturned in the courts because of Roe v. Wade. They, they know that only through control of the courts is their agenda with executive orders or court orders ever implement anything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the right. death throes are so understandable and logical when you, when you see it through that lens. Furthermore, violence has never won an election. You know, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, it was always nonviolence. They always realized if we turned to violence, we would have lost. Right. So... There, you know, we've talked about how not only will there be no love d'azur, right? Yeah, blue wave this Vag d'azur. Vag d'azur. Yeah, Most likely it's going to be a red wave. Yeah. You know, a red tide. Yeah. God, God willing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, God I, willing. And probably a bunch more red tides because as people see this and as they trust media less and they see with their own two eyes and experience with their own ears and their own experience in their own streets the violence and they say, and the homelessness and the, the dereliction and the, the this dislocation of, of morals, they go, I'm not jiggy with that. Yeah. And then one other thing, we talked about, you know, like protesting your business or that guy in Boyle Heights. What about the opposite? Now, remember the uh, Colorado baker and the Oregon baker who were sued because of their stances on uh, same-sex marriage? And refusing to do customized cakes, but not excluding gay people from buying anything they wanted in the store. Just not doing customized work. Right. And for that, these massive lawsuits. When is someone going to file a lawsuit against Creation Organic Juicery, which is a few blocks from here, for their signs right on every location that say, among other things, no uh, a-holes, no racists, no this, no that. Basically, they're saying, if you walk in with a Trump hat, we're not serving you. You're not welcome here. Right, right. Well, hello. (laughs) Right. Isn't that discrimination against me for my thoughts and political right. views, despite the fact that I'm not causing any harm to anyone in the store as it is? Right. Right. And of course. And, and by the way, you're entitled to be a racist, too. Not, not that I think of that's course, a good there's thing. There's no law that says you can't. Right. So you can have an opinion. Uh, you know, if you act on it in a vicious way, of course, that's that's illegal. But if you, you know, wrongfully believe that blacks are somehow inferior to whites or whatever it is, well... You're entitled to your stupid opinion, right? That, that's, and, you, and you want to write an article about it. Okay, well, people will say you're racist, but by golly, your, your, your First Amendment rights uh, allow you to, to say exactly whatever you damn well please. And that's the way it is. And it's not an encouragement to violence or anything else like that. Therefore, it's allowed. So that's, that's another point altogether. Yeah, protecting free speech means stupid speech is also protected. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the, the, generalness, uh, the general reason why we are seeing what we are seeing. Okay, the, the polarization. I said we'd eventually get there. And to me, as you know, I, I don't like to think of myself as a one-trick pony. But in this case, there is a one-trick pony answer to it, which is it's about godlessness, right? If, if we had a sense of God as a nation, if both parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, truly embraced God, then... The, the, the dynamics of our differences in opinion would be very different. It would not be about um, uh, abortion and about transgender rights and even minimum wage for that matter. It would be much more about how do we you know, best get to the same policy. It would, for example, strengthening America, strengthening, strengthening the economy. How do, we, how, how do we best limit immigration? We'd be on board with the idea of limiting immigration. But instead... 
the issues have changed. Just like you brought up with Diane Feinstein about what her policy in 1994 versus her policy now, which is exactly radically opposite from one another. Um, before in the old days, we had the same agenda. We had the same agreement. We just didn't agree how to get there. I get that. It's, it's like two generals deciding how do we best take that hill. One general says, well, we've well, got to use infantry. The other one says, no, no, we should use helicopters and then drop men there first and then go down from the top. Fine. But what the equivalent now is like one is saying we, shouldn't, we should let, let, let the hill go altogether, and the other says, no, we, we need to attack it. Um, same thing here that we're seeing. Everything, it's, it's the upside-down world. We, we, suddenly, we're not just talking about the best way to uh, improve America's security. We're saying that America shouldn't be secure at all. Uh, the Democrats are, at least. The, the, the Democrats are saying, you know, maybe we're a terrible country. Maybe we should just abandon our borders altogether. Um, maybe we should apologize to all the other nations. Yeah, let me go one step further. And it's flat out and we've proven. Our, our thesis is proven by earlier statements of this podcast. One party, the Democrats, is anti-American. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah, they are. The other party, the Republicans, are pro-American. For better or for worse, right? right? You know, we want certain Republicans to uh, be um, more influential than others, let's say. But Lindsey Graham came through pretty well this week, yep, finally, he right? Sure did. But the point is, it's now clear, and and it's it's illustrated in the fact that we're operating now under an illusion. All elected officials swear an oath to the Constitution, but only one party has any respect for it. That's so true. Is it, isn't That's that so true? true? And yes. you're saying the same thing. If both parties swore the same oath to the Constitution in their hearts and minds and had the same oath in their hearts and minds to God, all we'd be arguing is, okay, we both agree government should be limited, just how limited? Right. Should there be a little welfare or none? Right. Should there be a low minimum wage or none? Right. Should be, there be a low income tax or none? Right. That, that's where the yeah, argument right. in a healthy American republic is, without the, the biases of media, without the indoctrinations of education, and with the, without the godlessness epidemic, that's where it would be. The polarization is, is totally different than what it used to be. Uh, and, and to your point about, and I'll just jump on the Constitution issue, so... The Constitution for the Democrats is an impediment. It's an obstacle to them. They, yes. they hate the Constitution. They, and I mean it, except where they think that it supports their, their proposals, like abortion, right? There's suddenly a right to privacy in the Constitution, and they'll lord that Constitution over you. Um, and then when it comes to uh, privacy rights, they'll, uh, they'll lord it over you with the, uh, the Fourth Amendment. And yeah, such. or the Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah, anchor babies. No, that was about citizenship for slaves exactly. who were brought here. It wasn't yeah. about people illegally coming in and dropping some jizz. Yes. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> These words that you say sometimes are. Anyway, the point is that they, they, they really hate the Constitution. And more importantly, they, they hate democracy itself. You know, it's funny. They, they are actually called Democrats, right? But, and yet they actually hate democracy. Now, come on, Barack, you, you are being absurd here. Ari, you, you too, you, you guys are really going off the rails because, you know, after all, you're saying that we, we are against democracy. That's outrageous. Of course we're for democracy, to which we say, really? Then if you're for, for democracy and for the Constitution, you can't let Kavanaugh go. When, when Kavanaugh became confirmed, you clawed at the doors. You, you still couldn't accept it. You don't have to like Kavanaugh. That's fine. Guess what? We didn't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Guess what? We didn't like a, a lot of the, the Supreme Court nominees, uh, Sotomayor and uh, Kagan. We think that they're awful in terms of their opinions and their reasoning and such like that. Yeah, but were we wailing in the halls? Of course not. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a bummer. We didn't, ex I mean, when, when Obama, uh, you know, nominated each of them, said, okay, well, you know, they're, they're qualified jurists, you know, we don't like their opinion, but that's the prerogative of the president. We, we didn't, you know, wail all day long about this. We didn't so, try to find some way to impeach them and such like that. You don't like the process. That's the point. You don't like the Constitution. But the Constitution specifically says that the Senate gets to confirm upon advice and consent that the nominee that the, the president Presents. Not gets to, has to. Has, has to, to yeah. confirm, provided they're qualified. That's right. right. And, and that's the gist of it. And, but you don't like that. So you, you, know, you think that the rule is, well, unless you feel really strongly against it. 
Okay, and that's that's fine. But that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. Uh, you got your way when Obama had uh, his presidency, and now we're getting our way, and you just have to accept that fact. But you don't. And likewise, with democracy itself, you, you, Trump became the president of the United States, and you can't accept that. Uh, the only way you'd accept the elections is if Hillary had won, and then you would say democracy prevailed, and you would yeah, say wonderful then, things happened. And then, just like with Obama, then you'd wail for four to eight years about how the other side doesn't accept your choice, yes, even though you won. Yeah. Right? And, and also, think about this. I mean, the, wait, wait, the, the irony of it, it was yes. like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even say it's irony. It's just the hypocrisy of it. That's better. The hypocrisy of it, it was when the, uh, the, the debates happened with, between Trump and Hillary. And <laughs> they, they asked him point blank because it was so presumed that Hillary was going to win. You know, Mr. Trump, will you accept the results of this election? And he correctly said, you know, Yes, I will, provided that I win, right? Because I know that I'm going to win. And it was, it was a cheeky response, but actually I think it was a very accurate Dead response on. of the same. Dead yeah. on. But now here we are with the hypocrisy. You know? so, so they're the ones saying, accept the results, accept the results. And they could not be more uh, emblematic of, of, of somebody, of our party, that does not accept the results. Right. And also, all the while, they were cheating. They were rigging. They were manipulating. Fake FISA warrants? Wiretapping? Yeah. Uh, informants in the campaign? Manipulation? I mean, the social media manipulation was all by the social media and the data controlling companies against Trump. It was extraordinary. Are you, are you saying the Google Corporation, the Facebook Corporation, were helping Trump win because of a few posts on Facebook in Russian? Right. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. And, and, and so it's, they it's, lose. Uh, it's really we, something. You know, they win and they complain that we're not accepting their guy when most of our senators approve their Supreme Court choos- choices. Yeah, that's right. When, they, when we win, they call for the head impeachment and violence of our choice. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. They are not believers in democracy. Now, we're not either. We're, we're Republicans. We are Federalists. We believe in federalism and republic. It's a different kind of nuance. Right. But pure democracy, as far as the definition of majority rule, the right. people decide, they don't even believe in that themselves. Proof? Roe v. Wade is the law of the land, not putting abortion up to a vote. Right. Right? Right. And, and, Flat and, out. And for that matter, Proposition 8. Right. Proposition and the way 8 they, wins. The, the way they, they, they seek to legislate from the bench, yes. that's the, that's always their matter of last resort, but they know how to do it. That's yeah. I, I have to give it to them. Yeah. One guy, Anthony Kennedy, told 4 million California voters on Prop 8 to go buzz off. Right. Right? One guy versus 4 million of us, and they call themselves the Democrats. Right. Yeah, no, I'd say clearly nine nine people on the Supreme Court should not be making the the, the, the majority of our legislative uh, enactments. It it doesn't work well. It's uh, it's antithetical to our notion of democracy, and to simply say well anything is unconstitutional when you don't like it, uh, that that's not the way it works. They don't understand the Constitution. They most of them have not read the Constitution. They see it as an impediment, and here is the point: they don't realize that God informs. Our our creation of the Constitution, or I should say, in the past, informed our our founding fathers' creation of the Constitution dramatically. It was a, a major part of why we believe that democracy would work, why we believe a, re, a republic form of government would work so well, and it and it did, and it still is, thankfully. <clears throat> but the Democrats are becoming a radical party. Whether you realize that or not, well, by, it's not, my, not becoming are a radical party. They are becoming <laughs> a radical party, and more and more of the Democrats who used to be either blue dog Democrats or moderate Democrats, Feinstein is a fantastic example, uh, are simply having to join this radicalized party. They have drunk the Kool Aid, or better yet, uh, as I like to say, they they have they've been drinking from the crazy well, and. Uh, that's the only way to get accepted. Because if, if Feinstein didn't do what she's doing now, she could very well lose to this uh, Kevin DeLeon, a character who's, she, who's running against her in November. So everyone is running scared. All the moderates are running scared, at least in the Democratic Party. And that's, that's terrifying for us all. But if you're a Democrat, you should be even more terrified. The, 
the thing that concerns me, and one liberal friend of mine said it very well, or sorry, he, he didn't say it well. He, he um, expressed a common refrain within the Democratic Party that makes them feel very intelligent, which is that, hey, we don't agree. It's not that we don't agree on policy. We don't even agree on the, on the facts anymore. And that sounds like a cute line, but, but, but it may be true. But, okay, but it begs the question, yes, you, you might be right. But you don't understand, you don't, you don't accept the facts of what Antifa is doing. You don't accept the facts of how global warming is being bastardized and manipulated. It's a, hoax. it's a total hoax. You, you don't accept the facts that the Russian investigation is a hoax as well, and the FISA warrant and all that. So, yes, I agree. We disagree on the facts. Speci- and the Kavanaugh situation is And the a Kavanaugh. Hoax. Yeah, you, you don't, we, we agree we don't accept the same facts, but you're just not looking at any facts. You, you, were, you were just deciding to have an opinion. Kavanaugh, as, as, to use that as an example right now, uh, a woman she has a right to be believed. That's not a fact. That's just your, your, your testimony, your, your pebble. It's a slogan. Yeah, it's a slogan. So, and then just saying how horrible this man is, and I believe her, okay, but you know, here are some facts you know, that, that you just choose to ignore. Um, likewise with the minimum wage and all the things that we, we so often talk about, rent control and such, they don't, they don't care about the facts about what these things lead to. Yeah, so, so, yes, you're right. We don't, we don't agree facts. on the facts. Yeah. And yet, uh, but you're, what's really happening is that you're just choosing not to see facts. Right. As soon as the facts appear, like with, we, uh, she deserves to be lived. Okay, we'll believe her. Come talk. Yes. Right? Right? That's, that's what she says. Voices impersonated. Right. That's not actually Christine Ford. And, and then we go, okay, there's your story. Now let's hear his story. Now let's let the facts. Okay, she's a liar. Yeah. There's a fact. Yeah. There's a fact. Well, I don't, she needs to be believed. No, no, no. We saw the facts. Right. She said, I'm afraid to fly. Turns out she's a world traveler. She said... I've never seen a, a polygraph before. Turns out she coached a friend on it. Right. She knows exactly <laughs> what a polygraph is. There's some is. facts. Yeah. There's some facts. She's a liar. Right. Flat out. No, 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 no. Didn't happen. Lie, Didn't happen. lie, lie. Yeah. Flat out. There's your fact. Yeah. Well, she still needs to believe. Stop him. Stop him. Stop him. No, no, no. We said we'd listen to her. We'd believe her until we saw the facts. Now we got that. Right. FBI investigation. Okay. Well, FBI, FBI, look again. FBI comes back. Yeah, she's a liar. She's a liar. <laughs> right. Confirm him. Yeah, for, for, for witnesses who would corroborate, none of whom who did. She didn't remember where it happened, when it happened, and she re- remembered virtually no details other than that she was 100% certain that it was Kavanaugh and who did more, this thing to one her. One more little thing. One Monica McLean was caught pressuring one Leland Kaiser to change her testimony and lie. Right. Uh, another no. fact. It's uh, okay. The point is, this happens all the time. We're dealing honestly with a party that if we say, hey, just so you know, water is wet. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, we don't agree on the facts. The sky <laughs> is blue when there are no clouds in the sky. I don't know about that. Okay, the sky is blue when there are no clouds in the All sky, right. and it's daytime. All right. So I don't know about that. I mean, so so you yes. So he's right. This liberal friend of mine that that we don't even agree on the facts. That's true. But <laughs> okay, tell us how our facts, the way we present them, at least. Are wrong. I mean, are we wrong? Just to use Kavanaugh. Going back to Kavanaugh now, are we wrong to say that uh, the witnesses didn't corroborate what she said? Are we wrong to say that she didn't remember anything that happened? Are we wrong to say that they were not able to drudge up anything on Kavanaugh after that, and people act consistently? Are we wrong to say that she lied about the polygraph test and so forth? These are facts. Okay, so you don't have to like them. You, you, you may wish that, in fact, this thing happened so that you could demonize Kavanaugh as much as possible and therefore preclude his possibility of being nominated. But look, you went forward with this. You made it a national disgrace and national scandal, and everyone was tuned to the TV. It was great for ratings and such like that. But at the end of the day, what, what, what happened? Nothing. You didn't move the needle whatsoever. On the contrary, yeah, if anything, move you move it backward. <laughs> right. I think Mancina, he, he ended up voting for the confirmation. Now that there's political reasons yeah. for him to and, do it. Susan for, Collins came over to our side. Yeah. Now, and, and she, yeah. So, and, and it begs the question, I'm just kind of curious, and I'm saying this parenthetically. You know, how many Democrats do you think who are diehard Democrats 
watching this, who, you know, there are many reasonable Democrats out there who vote Democrat because their family has always, for the, for the generations and such, maybe they voted for Hillary Clinton too, despite, you know, all the questions they had about her. They, she wasn't dynamic, fine, but we'll, they'll still vote for her because she's a Democrat. Yeah, and they, they're with her. Well, no, it's not, no. not just with her. No, but even, yeah, they're with that party. They, they they've like, been with that party. That's how yeah, they've been. Yeah. They don't like the dynamics, but by, by golly, she's going to push the right policies, and this is what we want from her. Uh, and, and from the Democratic Party, yeah, she's 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 a little shrill and all this stuff, but that's not what matters. What matters is substance, right? right. I got it. Okay, so then they vote for her. Well, now you, you have a Kavanaugh hearing, and I, I imagine this reasonable Democrat watching the Kavanaugh hearings and 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 just asking some questions, like like the the questions we've asked. Why that baby voice? What what happened there? She's supposed to be this very aggressive professor. Uh, why can't we find any YouTube videos of her actually giving lectures in her to her class? Right? It's all scrubbed. It's really fa- fascinating. Try to find a YouTube video of Christine Ford giving a lecture somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. You will not be able right. to find it. Oh. Not scrubbed. Professionally scrubbed. Professionally with no scrubbed. cached yeah. images. Yes. Nothing. So, and and if you wanted to, and, and no doubt there are some students out there who actually have a video of it. Uh, would be happy to, to, to show. Just look at the difference between the way she speaks to a class and the way she spoke to the Senate. Uh, you would see a, a, a remarkable difference, no doubt about that. But that's, that's, that's another thing. But then the, the stuff about not remembering all those details, the polygraph test, the, the, two, the two doors, and, and the fact that it wasn't in 2012 after all, the fact that she will not allow the therapist notes to be revealed, um, and, and all the things we've just discussed, I wonder if they, if they watch this this reasonable Democrat that we're talking about and saying, hmm, I don't like this. To say nothing of what happened post-confirmation about how their party clawed at the doors and were crying and screaming and saying, even if it didn't happen, we still support her, okay? By the way, they said the same thing uh, in the Duke Lacrosse case. They still wanted to, uh, to prosecute the boys even if they didn't do it. That, that was, uh, it, yeah. it was... Again, that's a minority uh, you know, position that from a lot of people, but there were some crazies who actually said that. Yeah. And, and they felt comfortable enough saying that because they felt you know, policy was more important than facts. So, yeah, I agree with you. We disagree on the facts. We, we truly do. But you don't, you don't accept the facts. Well, I go one for the part. Yeah, we disagree on the facts. But you guys, not you, Barack, them, right. aren't adhering to facts. Yeah. You're still clinging to the fact that George Zimmerman, according to you, is a white Hispanic who stalked and murdered Trayvon. That Officer Wilson killed Big Baby Brown. Right. That, that Freddie Gray was murdered by those six cops who happened to be driving a paddy wagon. Right. I mean, will you stop it? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Those aren't facts. They're lies. They, 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 echo, they echo throughout history. And they don't, they don't want to agree to these yeah, facts. Yeah, you're they, right. They, so many Democrats are seeing this and going, that ain't me. Well, this is part of the reason why we, we believe that there's going to be a red wave in 2018 and why the Republicans will continue to do well, hopefully in 2020, uh, because they just don't want to be associated with these people. Violence doesn't work, like you said. Uh, it didn't work <clears throat> during the 1968 uh, Chicago uh, riots before the Democratic National Convention. And it's, it's not going to work now. People don't like chaos. Yeah, as the as the ambulance goes. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's a great sound. Very well tuned. Yeah, that's stuff. right. And, and I think there's two kind of waves or direct uh, lines on a graph that you could plot, and they're so uncomplicated. We don't even have to show a visual. Oh, that's a good siren. Ooh, chaos. Fauda. 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 We will believe her. All right. All right. Uh, but anyway. Picture one graph running up, which is the amount of Democrats who are getting sick of these violent tactics. And it's going from zero to a million, right? Right. As they see all this craziness on the streets, at the court, everywhere, right? And the rottenness in the culture, the homelessness, everything. You know, the crap in our streets, the bags, the bans on bags, the bans on straws. Oh, what's the next thing they're banning? Um... Uh, light bulbs. They banned right. light bulbs in California. Right. I just found that out the other day. You know, incandescent bulbs became illegal last January 1st? Yeah. Uh, I, oh, my God. Yeah, that's uh, what, uh, Other than marijuana and, and heroin, um, which are now apparently okay to give to children, what what next are they going to ban, yeah. you know? Okay. Uh, and, then, and then the other one is Trump's actual results. 
the economy, the unemployment numbers, the prosperity, the, the good feelings. I, I um, The other night was, uh, do you remember that rocket launch? Yes. Uh, the other night. So yeah. the other night we're walking down uh, the little boardwalk near, near uh, where we live on the beach. And there's a whole bunch of people out there to watch the rocket launch. You know, kind of staring in that direction with tripods and whatever. And the rocket launches. And someone says, oh, my God, what is that? I'm like, it's a rocket launch. Uh, you know, uh, SpaceX. How do you know? Oh, we saw the last one. And I say, uh, I said to them jokingly, you know, the last one we were afraid the Koreans were attacking. Oh, my God. I thought, I thought we were under attack. I said, no, 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 no. Don't worry about a cup. Trump is president. No one's going to screw with us now. <laughs> okay. Cup. Everyone burst out laughing, <laughs> like like they they understood. Okay, you know. Okay. And, and the point is, that's what we mean by even if the majority okay. of these people are Democrats, they're they're accepting that they feel safer now. Okay, so let's let's not get too far afield from this because I, I don't want to lose track our, ourselves of this. We we are the, the the reasonable Democrat is going to start moving toward our direction because there are many reasonable Democrats out there. They don't want to engage in they, they grimace when they see these people doing these horrible things. And it always seems to be that they are shouting down and destroying the livelihoods of conservatives. And that, that ain't right. They, and they know that. And they don't want to be associated with these people. And that's okay. Um, and, and you're going you're to have a lot, as I said in my radio show, Kavanaugh confirmation conservatives. So these are people Good for whom... Point. Yeah. A good day. Yeah, these these people will have converted to you know uh, to conservatism. You'll see two years down the line, five years down the line, they'll say what you know. We'll, we'll bump into a conservative and they'll say uh, you know I used to be a liberal, and we'll be curious and we'll say what what converted you, Kavanaugh. That that hearing, that was it for me. I was already having some troubles, but Kavanaugh was it. <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. Right. The same way Andrew Breitbart converted when he saw Clarence Thomas. Yes. Good example. Well, yeah. There were many of, of them. And, and you heard about 9-11 conservatives, right? So that's another example. Uh, my, my personal uh, converting moment, although I was never a diehard liberal by any stretch, by the way, I was very, uh, you know, I, I understood economics. I majored in economics. I, you know, I, I knew that, you know, playing with money never works very well and social systems don't work. But nevertheless, socialist systems don't work. But I did – I was kind of a social liberal. And I voted – I had voted for Clinton in 96, the second time he ran. I voted for Gore in 2000. We talked about this already. But the thing for me was when I saw push was so resolutely in favor of Israel and saw Israel as a sovereign country that, that could do what she wanted to do in order to protect herself and that, that Israel was part of God's plan, I, which I believe, of course. So – he got my vote. And that was what opened the door for me. And then I had to ask my conservative friends uh, more questions about why they were conservative. And I talked about the important issues of abortion and other you know, taxes and so, so forth. And I began to realize that I was truly a conservative. So that's, but that, that's the way it's going to be. And people are getting frustrated. Now, top that off with what you just said is that, that Trump is doing so well for the economy. I mean, it's, it's hard. That, that's a double punch. Like, on the one hand, the Democrats seem to be offering only chaos. And on the other hand, the Republicans seem to be delivering in terms of leadership, not just domestically, but internationally as well. And there's a great sense of consumer confidence. I think that's going to be very problematic for the Democrats. And that's why I don't think it's that hard to predict a red wave. The, 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 what is MSM going to say? You know, we don't we, we see the red wave coming too, and you know we got to really you know snap to it and change and look inward to ourselves and really change the, our very uh, you know maybe maybe we ought to be more conservative. No, they're not going to say that. Rachel Maddow will never utter such words. Or right? even if they didn't say that, hey, maybe you know we should have just toned it down at the hearings, left the handmaid's tail uh, uh, costumes yes, in exactly. the closet, <laughs> not wailed like we're in a mental hospital. Yeah, that, that would have probably helped here. Right. But they would, but they never will say, let's think more conservatively. Instead, they lie, right? I mean, this is the party that gave us the FISA warrants and the, and the dossier and all that stuff. And, and they lied about Obamacare. They, they, they specifically, Jonathan Gruber said specifically, we're going to lie to the American people. These people have no problem lying. So why would the media have any problem lying about a so-called blue wave that's going to hit our shores in 2018? 
<laughs> right? It's of course they're going to say that. There's right. going to be because they hope that the momentum will eventually get get you know deliver the momentum that they seek. And you if know, fake, not, fake it until you make right. it. Right. And if not, it gives a perfect justification for waves of violence when it doesn't happen. Yeah. The next day. All right. So I want to wrap up by saying that. You know, the, the point of this polarization that we're seeing, why is it that it can be this way? It's, it's because of a godlessness. We, we talked about this before. There is, in the old days when everyone was on board, when we are a God-fearing nation, you know, we, we at least understood that the Constitution was important. We at least understood that America was exceptional. We at least understood that we needed to protect our borders. We at least understood that, that uh, employing people was good and fighting uh, evil was good. But those days are gone. Now we are, try, we are trying instead to mainstream bizarre behavior, whether that's transgenderism or gay marriage um, or, or, and, and the way our tactics of fighting it. These things never happened before. They, they are now mainstreaming very abnormal behavior. And I'm talking about the boycotting part, more, much more so than the transgender part. But it's all part and parcel. Everything has to be radically different. This wouldn't happen in a world where the people understood that the primary purpose is to reach toward God. If, if everyone had that principle and understood the Ten Commandments, then we wouldn't be in this position at all. They would understand that this is part of God's plan and you win some and you lose some when it comes to the confirmation, for example, or who the president might be. But that's not what you see on the Democratic ticket. And that's why we have the polarization that we do, my friends. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.